All of you are searching for significance. You're searching for a purpose. There is a passion and a yearning that says to you, there's more to this. There's more to this. God never intended for us to just exist. God provided for each and every one of us an opportunity to do something that He has positioned us to do. You have a call on your life. It's my passion to see you connect with your passion. It'll change your life. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Destiny Tribe podcast. I'm Paul Barrett. Today I wanted to talk about frustration and how it's impacting my life, how it's impacting the church, how it's impacting this nation and the nations throughout the world. And maybe I'm the only one that's thinking this way. Maybe not. But if you are like kind of, it's like, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I agree with that. No, I don't agree with that. So I'd, I'd love your feedback from today's podcast. But my, I guess my launching point today would be when we see the state of America, the state of this nation, is it a representation of the body of Christ? And that might be a bit of a shock question to you. It may be something like, are you crazy? How can, how can the body of Christ, you know, be a representation of what is currently taking place in America? And, you know, that, that's a valid point. But when we look at it and we look at the things that are taking place, I, I want to just extract a few points today and say, does this line up with what is currently taking place? Does it line up with what I'm saying? Or am I just like off my rocker and, you know, don't talk about this anymore? But when we see culture, society in general, whether it be in this nation or nations throughout the world, can we, can we really say that people are very confused, people are frustrated, people are very divided and divisive in the way that they think and feel and approach life? Are they ag aggressive with their behavior? Are they becoming extremely judgmental, selfish, opinionated, and just flat out really obnoxious? And if, if we take those particular aspects of what we're seeing, can we not derive from that 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 is the same thing that's taking place in the church? Because at least from my standpoint, what I'm seeing are a lot of confused Christians, a lot of frustrated Christians, believers that are divided in really how they stand on particular subjects, or how they stand on whether it be politics or media or religion or whatever it might be. Have we become aggressive in the way that we promote ourselves? Have we become very opinionated from the standpoint that we're, we, we refuse to embed ourselves inside culture and therefore stand on the sidelines pointing fingers and being extremely judgmental? 
And I think when we take the take a second or take a moment to think about that, we can probably say, you know what? Yeah, maybe we are all of those. So back to my initial statement. Is the church a representation of what we see in America today? And I think my answer, well, I don't think, my answer would be yes, because we are responsible for what happens and what takes place for the most part. I, I understand and I recognize that there is evil in the land and in the atmosphere, and the principalities and powers of darkness, absolutely. And yet, if we would be able to take our rightful stand as true believers, as the kingdom of God speaks about, and as we walk around as representatives of the kingdom of God, I believe that we could bring significant impact to many nations, many places, many people groups. And I think we are at a significant turning point within the church and how it can relate to culture and transform it in this next few years. This this pandemic has really gone haywire in a lot of respect in a lot of respects. It has caused people to lose their jobs, businesses closed, and it's caused an economic catastrophe, not just in this country, but in many countries throughout the world. And, you know, we, we look to governments to fix the problem. We look to people. We look to places. We look to establishments to say, you know, what are you going to do for us? How are you going to... Uh, pay my bills? How are you going to put food on my table? How the stimulus package and the stimulus check that just came through, you know, I need more, I need more, I need more. And I think we've lost a resilience. And I think we've lost the fact that we are dependent and have become codependent on systems that really don't carry the answer and the future for us. The dependency and the codependency we should have is upon God because he's made it well known that he's going to take care of it. Don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow's got enough problems that it is, as it is. Take care of it today. And, you know, I've, I've taken the time to uh, coat the lilies, lilies of the valley and the field to be so beautiful. You know, why, why don't you think I'm going to take care of you? Why? I know every sparrow that drops out of the, the sky. I know every hair on your head. And yet we still feel that we are owed by society or culture or government, however you want to term that. And that, that's one of my frustrations because I see it in the church. I see it in believers. I see a, an enabling. I see a handout. I see something that has crept its way into the body of Christ, which has caused a lot of division and divisiveness. And for the most part, it, it it's created a great frustration in my life. I'm, I'm not the preeminent voice on all these things. I just try to be a voice of reason. I try to be somebody that brings in different aspects from all around the table. 
And I know, hey, if somebody disagrees with me, that's fine because that's their right. That's their opinion. They can do that. But when we look at the church, when we look at the body of Christ at large, you may be in a great place. You may be in a phenomenal church that's got everything happening and going on. You guys are not skipping a beat. You're fully alive, fully engaged with your purpose in life and towards the kingdom. But for the majority, I think, of the body of Christ, we still continue to struggle with our identity. We still continue to struggle with issues that have plagued our lives for many, many years. And that's certainly not trying to downplay the position that Christ has in us. That's certainly not trying to downplay the, the position of salvation, but it directly relates towards how we feel with inside ourselves in our soulish realm. We deal with the spiritual side an awful lot. We connect with the spiritual side. But one of the things that we, we kind of push aside and, and actually we mask it is our soul. And it's the soul that needs the healing. It's the soul that needs the revival and the rejuvenating. It's the soul that needs that impartation of God to just, you know, <laughs> take what we have within us, show us who we are, expose it for who we truly are, are, are wanting to be, but who we are representing now. And the difficulty is that we have spiritualized so much that we really have buried the soul of mankind and we are not truly addressing it. When we come to Christ, our spirit is made brand new. It's, it's, it's clean. It's perfect. It's Jesus within me. However, just because our spirit is brand new and perfect and there's nothing wrong doesn't mean that our soul is the exact same way. It takes, even in Scripture, it says, work out your salvation daily. It's a progression within our soul to become better and better and to become more refined and more diligent and more about the kingdom of God. And when we see society going haywire and out of control, when we look at the body of Christ, I think I can say, I can, I can mirror, that, mirror that. I can say, you know what? This is a lot of what is happening in the church, maybe not to the degree of, of violence and chaos and, and, and trauma and tearing things down, but from the standpoint of where do we have a unified body of believers in any city, in any state? And I think we'd be very hard-pressed to put that information together. And, you know, I look at my city, and I say, okay, if there's 10 or 15 churches in a square mile, does every church within that arena, within that acreage, believe the exact same way as everybody else? Do they come together collectively to embed themselves in the community where they reside to make a dramatic transformational um, a, a dramatic transformation take place in that community. There, I know we have food programs. I know we have clothing programs. But it seems like it just stops at that. But where are the people 
that say they are believers, say that they are the body of Christ, that are in these communities, that are in these churches, and yet the streets are the same, the homes are not changing, the businesses are either downgrading or they're struggling or they're just, you know, staying on par with just, you know, keeping their head above water. If, if we are the body of Christ and we truly are kingdom ambassadors, then from one church to the next, we should be in complete unity. There should be no other agenda but the kingdom of God. Because it's not about building another church's program or empire or making one pastor or minister or prophet or apostle look better than anybody else or just thinking that they have the preeminent word that they're the fourth person of the Godhead. I think what we are lacking in a significant way is the body of Christ has become a separation that will take an absolute miracle to bring back together. The, the church continues to cry out for revival. And, you know, I'm not necessarily speaking on God's behalf right now when I say this next statement, but if I was God, I would look at my church and say, I, I cannot send you revival. I cannot send you the next reformation or the next awakening until you guys get your act together. Why would I waste my time putting all this stuff together, creating events and, and creating schedules and creating an opportunity for a city to be one to Christ, my son, and have you guys... Uh, just run it astray? Have you guys become divided? And have you tried to establish yourself over one another and backbite and undermine and frustrate and become selfish and opinionated and judgmental? And, you know, it just goes right back to the beginning of this podcast. Is what we see in this nation a reflection or a mirroring of what we see in the body of Christ. Because I tell you what, if we cannot fix us, then when an opportunity does present itself for us to be in the forefront of seeing a mighty revival take place or a mighty influx of people into the body of Christ, how are we going to do it? How are we going to handle this? We don't, first of all, we don't even have the infrastructure to be able to handle a citywide revival that could put 15, 20, 50,000, 100,000 people accepting Christ as Savior. Would, would these people just come into your churches and submit to your programs and submit to volunteering uh, in your facilities, which is all good. Don't, don't get me wrong, I'm not speaking against it. I'm just saying, you know, how do you take a mass amount of people, get them saved, get them cleaned up, get them into a position where they are engaged in their purpose and assignment in God, where they can be sent back out into the marketplace to make a difference, 
were from the very place that they came from, whether they be working at Kodak or Xerox or Bosch and Lam or, or, or Paychex or the University of Rochester or any other mainline business or established corporation around the city and have them be actively engaged as kingdom ambassadors bringing the understanding, bringing the insight, bringing the innovation, bringing leadership and quality and integrity and character into those places where we would see that transformational change take place. And not just that, but it would, re- it would be sustainable because we're not going to be hunkered down in the church saying how great it is in here and how wicked and awful it is out in the world. And we, we continue to have our hallelujah moments we continue to have our bless me clubs. We continue to have hands laid on us every single week because we're dealing with the same situation every single week. And, you know, we refuse to go get professional help, which some of us need. And that's that's probably another subject. I think I've covered that in a previous podcast. But when we've come to a place where we can <clears throat> we can no longer come up with any other programs to change culture and we're pointing fingers and saying well they need they need to change and come to us we're not the problem they're the problem well i think we've become the problem i think we've forgot how to interact with people i think we've forgotten how to love people i think we have forgotten to go out into society and rub shoulders with the individuals that are not saved that we rub shoulders with people that we come in contact with every day, or that we can actually carry on a conversation one-on-one or in a group setting without being religious, without talking about Jesus, without talking about God. Because the, the simple fact of the matter is, when the kingdom of God is in you, you just need to be a leader that is established in Christ with God's word implanted within them to go out and connect with people and bring a resolution and a solution to their problems without preaching to them. The preaching can come later. The the, the walking into the kingdom of God can come later. The salvation message can come later. We're so busy trying to win souls for Christ, it's become a numbers game, and we've forgotten how to love people. We have forgotten how to make an influence in their life. We've forgotten how to impact their lives in a greater degree that we're building relationships with them. We have forgotten how to ask people, how are you doing? What's going on in your life? Is there anything I can help you with? We have forgotten to take the eyes off of us and put our eyes upon others and bring transformation and bring significant change into their lives. Well, guys, that's uh, <laughs> quite a mouthful for this uh, podcast, but I, can you un, can you really hear my frustration? Can you understand where I'm trying to come from here? Maybe I didn't... Uh, bring it forward as eloquently as I would like to have done, but we need to change first before we expect the world to change. 
because what they see is not necessarily what they're looking for. They're looking for a kingdom. They're looking for Papa Daddy. They're looking to fulfill their purpose on the earth. Whether they understand that or whether they're knowledgeable about that or not, but they're looking for relationship. They're looking for meaning and significance. And you know what? To be very plain and bold, we we are not, as the body of Christ, giving culture, society, and environment that particular message. Well, guys, God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. And well, I hope you enjoyed it. We'll talk soon. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Destiny Tribe podcast. I'm your host, Paul Barrett. I want to encourage you to stay involved with us and continue the conversation online by going to our Facebook page, The Destiny Tribe. You can also visit us at www.thedestinytribe.com. And if you're enjoying this podcast series, please make sure that you subscribe to it. Thank you.